The wait is over. Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant, and said, Moses, my servant is dead. What a great way to, to he, God didn't come in and sugarcoat it at all. Didn't come in and go, well, I got some bad news for you. No, he came in and said, yo, your boy's dead. Yes, that's right. Now get going, cross the Jordan River, you and all my people, cross into the country that I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of land that you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses from the wilderness and from the east and from the great river of Euphrates River and the Hittite and blah, 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 blah. It's all yours, all your life. No one will be able to hold out against you in the same way I was with Moses. I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give to their ancestors. Mm -hmm. See, when God promises you something, it's in the bank. Amen. Well, I don't have it yet. It don't matter. God promised it to you. Therefore, it's going to happen. Now, I'm not a very patient man. I'm working on it. And so I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. You guys have one of those around here? Okay. I got one right by my house, and uh, it's not the, the greatest place on the planet. But, you know, when you need something fast, you can throw in an order. You can swing by there. I can grab it. They're always fast. They're always quick. I get the same thing. If they, if they see me coming, they know my order ahead of time. Not that that's my favorite place. It's just easy. Come on. And... A couple, couple months ago, I'm, I'm at, you know, B-dubs, as we call it, and I had, I had planned it out perfect because there was, some, there was a, a Red Wings game on at home. And it, I had church, and so I, I placed the order while I was at church. I don't recommend you do this. But I did this, and I wanted to get home. I left church, and I swung by there, and I, I go to, to pick it up, I was actually after the pickup time. Can you imagine that? They said it'll be done at 7.30. I was there at 7.35, and guess what? It wasn't ready. And so, you know, I go up and I ask for my order, and uh, the, the girl behind the counter clearly did not know who I was. She was very new. I gave her some grace for this. And she said, I'm sorry, sir, but you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer. Mm. Oh yeah, patience started working real fast. I'm sitting there thinking, all right, hold on. I placed this order ahead of time. It's not really that hard. Cheese sticks and some wings. (laughs) And they're known for wings. I get it if the cheese sticks were taking a long time, but for crying out loud, how long does it take to dunk some wings, right? It wasn't a miraculous order. It wasn't an order off the menu. I, I, I just asked for a little bit. And I'm frustrated because I'm standing there waiting. I shouldn't have had to wait. 
Now I'm waiting longer. I was after the time it was supposed to be uh, ready. Yes, I take my food this seriously and every meal I have. Come on. Y'all looking at me like this is insane. No, 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 no. That's good. That's right. And so I'm frustrated because I'm waiting. And now I'm getting more frustrated because, Pastor, could you believe it? Other people are coming in after me. Walking up to the counter and saying Smith and grabbing their order and walking out the door. I got really frustrated because uh, in came somebody, said it. They're like, hold on. They went in and got like three huge bags. I said, what time did you order that? Oh, about 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, you know where this is going. So I'm, you know, they know me there, so I got to give them extra grace, right? I don't want my food being bad all the time. So I was patient and I waited and after a couple of minutes, like 15 minutes, I went back up and I said, obviously my order has been lost. Could somebody go check on my order? I'll be right back. She came back out and she said, I'm so sorry. They haven't started it yet. If you just would wait a little bit more. How? Yes, I am this passionate about my chicken wings. How could I possibly be waiting for wings that have been sitting there for an hour? Wow. They didn't have to go grill them. They didn't have, I mean, clearly they had to go to Ohio and pluck the little wings off right. and the little legs off, shake them and put them in the, right? Something's going on. And so I'm mad, these people ordering ahead of me and they're getting their food and I'm frustrated and I'm reminded right there and then that patience was not one of my strong suits. I don't like to wait. I didn't like waiting there. I don't like waiting for something so simple. I don't like, I really didn't like waiting for something and other people coming around me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, you're in the way. And they go up and they get their food that they ordered after me. Come on. Wow. I wasn't asking for much. Uh-huh. You ever been in a place with God, were you placed in order and yet you're still waiting? Come on. You didn't ask for much. You didn't ask to walk on water. You didn't ask for a million dollars. God, I just need you to show up for this one little thing. And I know that you can do it because you're God, and I know you can do it because I watched you do it for this person, and I watched you do it for that person, and you blessed this person. And so, hey, God, it's my turn. Has anyone ever been where I'm talking about right now? But yet all you hear from God or all you feel from God is just wait. Have you ever experienced an order with God and you're watching him begin to bless everybody around you and the person to your left is getting healed and the person to your right is getting healed and yet you're still sitting there full of cancer? 
Now, I don't know about you, but that's happened to me and my family where you're, you're the people on your right, their kid is great, but yet I'm bringing my kid to the altar who can't walk and is going to be bound to a wheelchair. I watched other people in our church get healed of leukemia and get healed of cancer, yet it began to eat away at my wife's body. Everybody else was getting a miracle and everybody else was getting a breakthrough and everybody else was getting a healing and everybody else, you know, their marriages were getting set and you're, uh, you're sitting there and if you're like me, you're wondering, saying, God, when is it my turn? Yes. Wow. I, I come to church. I haven't hit anybody like I wanted to in a long time. I don't cuss people out like I could do. I'm, I'm doing everything I know to do, and, and I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here, and I'm waiting. And see, I know it's hard to wait on God. Yes. Waiting on God to do something little, waiting on God to open a door, waiting on God to answer a prayer, waiting on God to bring that prodigal son back to you, waiting on God to do a miracle in your marriage. Waiting on God to heal the disease that's eating up your body or maybe your loved ones. And some of you are here tonight and you say, you're talking to me because I'm here tonight frustrated because I've been waiting on God 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days. I've been waiting on God to do something in my life. Come on. What I'm here to tell you tonight is that if you get your faith in line with God's, the wait is over. Come on. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God is about to do something in your life if you let him. Yeah. yeah. What, does, what does that mean, Josh? Yeah. Most Christians... And I'm, I'm doing this by observation here. Most Christians, the reason they're not blessed is because they stop God from blessing them. Yeah, come on. That's true. It's very true. Yeah, you want to be blessed, yet you don't want to follow Malachi chapter 3. Come on. Come on. Come on. And verse 10. You ready to go off script here for a minute? Come on. Malachi 3 and 10 says, Bring ye... All, all of it, not a little bit, not what you think God deserves, not what you think your pastor needs to have. No, bring all of the tithes into the storehouse and there may meet in my house. And therefore, I love this. God says, prove me wrong. Right. You do this, now you prove me wrong. Will I not open up a window of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there's no room to receive it? That's your blessing here on earth. Come on, that's right. Will I not rebuke the devourer? I don't know about you, but I like the devourer rebuked in my life. Will I not make sure that as you throw out your seed, not only will it go on good ground, but it will come up in the right time. But that's not even the best of the best of the best of that verse. Yep. My favorite part about that verse is it says, all nations 
will call you blessed. Oh, I don't care about all that other stuff. That's all good. But I'm so awesome in God because I'm giving him what's already his that people are going to look at me and go, oh, whoo, look, brother, look at you. You are, you, you are blessed. What are you doing? You're, look at you. Yeah, that's me. You don't have to have it. You don't have to want it. You don't have to believe it. I'll take it for you. Hey, anybody in here that doesn't want money, I'll be right here after service. I will take every dime that you have tonight. Oh, did that preacher just say he'd take your money? Absolutely, I just said I'd take your money if you don't want it. God said not to be in love with money. I didn't, I didn't say I was in love with money. I said I love money. Amen. There's a difference. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'll use it. I'll use it for me. I'll use it for hungry kids, yeah. my own. <laughs> hey, I got two teen. Well, no, actually, one just turned 21. I think he eats more than the 18-year-old. But, I mean, they're, they're, there's a basketball team at my house just about every other night. You know how much it costs to feed those hungry kids? <laughs> yeah, see, God wants us to be blessed. But I'm telling you tonight, God is about to do what God said he was going to do. And he said, if you will just do what I ask you to do, then the wait is over. Here, these guys have only been asking for 40 years. Yeah, you thought you waiting for a long time for your miracle? Moses been asking. Moses had been promised. Moses had been told, this is yours. You get to have it. Look at how beautiful it is. It's this big by this deep by that. Go look. Go send some spies over there. They went and saw it. A couple of them came back scared. A couple of them said, Woo! wait till you see what God has for us. I don't know how we're going to get it, but man, that fruit looking good. And then they waited 40 years. In fact, they waited so long that Moses didn't even get to see it. God made the promise to Abraham. God made the promise to Isaac. God made the promise to Jacob. God made and shared the promise with Moses. God revealed to the children of Israel seven times. God made the promise that this land would belong to the Israelites. But the problem was not the promise. The problem was the people. Yeah, some of us, we're our own worst enemies at getting blessed. See, God knows and realizes that although the promise is ready for you, sometimes you ain't ready for the promise. Come on. You're not in the right spot. You're not right in the right season. You can't handle the money that God wants to give you because once you get that money, all of a sudden, you don't want to give it to God. Well, now all of a sudden, well, um, I got a business and I can't come to church every time the doors are open, Pastor, because God blessed me with this business. Oh, man, I'm preaching so good right now. 
Yeah, you think I don't know church people, but I do. Some of you here tonight, some of you watching right now because you couldn't even make it here tonight. Come on. Yeah. Don't worry, Pastor William will be back in the next, well, actually, you have a guest speaker Sunday, too. He'll be back sometime this month. Next Thursday, come back and listen to him. And if he ticks you off, then this church ain't for you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. But see, he kept promising it to these others. But guess what? He showed up to Joshua and said, hey, the wait is over. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Now it's time for you to come and cross the land that, God, that I have promised you. Yep. Now see, Joshua and Caleb seen, they were the only two alive that seen the promised land already. So for Joshua to tell or for the Lord to tell Joshua the way is over, this came as a shock and a surprise to him. See, they knew that, Joshua and Caleb knew that, that their delay was based on the disobedience. Yes. And sometimes our delay in getting what God promised is not based on anything but our disobedience to do what God told us to do. Well, God told you to give that money, but you thought it was the devil. God told you to give that time to the church, but you just thought, well, pastor was just pressuring us to come out to trunk or treat. Yeah. Did you guys have a trunk or treat? Yeah. It's good, too. It's great. Yeah. It's great. See, when you disobey God, there is cost and consequence. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it'd get a little quiet in here. See, we don't like the truth about our sin. But the reality is every time we disobey God... Right? When you don't do what God, t- when you didn't reach across the grocery store aisle to shake that person's hand that needed to hear Jesus loves you. Yep, yep. When you decided to leave your light off on the devil's holiday instead of opening your door wide open and sharing the love of Jesus Christ with every candy bar and every person. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't have people knocking on my door asking me about Jesus except for one day out of the year. Say it. One day out of the year. I have hundreds of people coming to my door that want to shake my hand and hear about Jesus. They just get candy alongside it. Some of those kids, some of those people, that's the first time that they have heard the words, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Hey, just, hey. Whatever you're going through, Jesus loves yeah, you. I love you. And the ones that come to your door looking a little bit rough, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that might need a little extra love of Jesus. That's right. Come on, when was the last time? I can't, I, it's the only time of year that people come to my door. Good point. But when we don't, or when we disobey him, there's cost and consequence. 
When God said no and you forced a yes, cost and consequence. When your safari is on black, cost and consequence. When your DMs are dirty, you young people know what I'm talking about right now, cost and consequence. Somebody's explaining it. I love it. I don't understand. What's a DM? What's that mean? My safari's black. Didn't know it was racist at all. It is. Your safari is very racist. Be careful. What Joshua understood, though, is that the disobedience had caused a delay in receiving what God told them that they would receive. How many have had some struggles over the last couple of years? How many have gone through some stuff in the last couple of years? Some of you, God is grooming you. Some of you, the devil was testing you. But a whole lot of it was not God and a whole lot of it was not the devil, although we like to blame the devil because it starts with a D, but really it was the decision that we made. Easy to blame the devil, harder to blame the decision. Come on. Come on. Good word. I don't care how holy you look. I don't care how big your Bible is. How many Sundays you came to church this year so far? Everybody that's in here, if you disobey God, and most of us have, including me, have disobeyed God, and guess what? There was a, co- a cost and a consequence. Yep. Maybe you don't make mistakes. Maybe I'm the only one in here that does. You know, God told you to do something and you didn't do it. Anybody ever been like that? Everybody admit that God told you to give something and you didn't give it. God told you to go talk to that person and you said, I don't know. God said, that person's right to receive me, and you went. See, God put their name on the land. Mm. The minute God claimed it, didn't matter, it was ours. Didn't matter the time. That's right. Didn't matter the time. One couple years ago, my son wanted an iPod for Christmas. And uh, his birthday and his Christmas uh, are like a month apart, month and a half apart. So we got to be strategic, you know. And uh, so we're, we're getting close to his his. Uh, you know, birthday, and so I went, and uh, being the, you know, awesome, amazing dad I am, because I'm so wonderful, I, uh, I went, and I got this, and I had his, like, his, you know, little name put on it, and uh, we had it, and we had it all wrapped up, and, you know, he's, uh, the, this was, gosh, five, six, seven, eight years ago, probably longer than that. He lose track of time. They were, they were not teenagers yet. And I have two boys, and they're only two years apart. And they, you know, are boys, and they think that everything in resolution is with fists and hands and feet. <laughs> they are not diplomatic at all. 
one mouth off to the other, hands are flying. Now they love each other, they're super tight until one crosses the other, which happens on a weekly basis, and then one reaches across the aisle and and then it becomes, you know, a little bit. My, my wife is always like, are you going to do something? I'm like, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> they're going to work, they're going to work this out. Yeah, both, I don't, yeah, if you haven't seen my boys, both of them are jacked. Yeah, they're, big. they're bigger than I am, they're stronger, they're not stronger than I am. They're stronger than I am. <laughs> and like, they're big boys, right? I'm like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. I said, nope. you know. They'll, it'll, exactly, it'll work itself out. And if it doesn't, one of them ends up in the hospital, it'll work itself out. <laughs> Anyways, they're arguing back and forth. And, and uh, you know, this, I'm talking about my older one, Jude, here. And he's like, you know, 10 or 11, 12 years old. And, and uh, uh, you know, right, it's literally right before his, his birthday. And so... I, I went to him and, and, you know, tear him apart, and I'm just like, I'm really disappointed in you. Now, when they're really young, that works so well. Yeah. They, they crumble. Oh, I don't want you. All they want is your approval until they become a teenager. Oh, Jesus. Help us, Lord. So, you know, I grab him, and I'm like, I'm so disappointed in you. And, and I said, you know what? I got you that iPod that you wanted, but I'm taking it back. Oh, yeah, the next morning I was so mad. I grabbed that uh, iPod and I took it down to the Apple store and I set it on the counter and I said, I would like to return this. It hasn't been opened and it hasn't been used. And she looked at it and she grabbed the receipt and she said, oh, man, sir, I am really sorry, but I cannot return this. I said, what do you mean you can't return this? And she said, I can't give you a refund for it. And I said, you're going to give me, you know, you get into that, oh, well, what you going to do if you know what's good for you so I don't do what my kids did, the whole reason that I'm bringing this in, so I don't reach across this table and choke you. And uh, so she, you know, goes, she's like, if you just calm down for a minute. She's like, I would love to help you, but I can't because you put his name on it. <laughs> so I took it back home and I threw it at my wife and she's like, I thought you were returning that. And I'm like, I can't. And she's like, what do you mean you can't? I'm like, I put his name on it. Well, because his birthday is close to Christmas, we didn't give it to him for his birthday, and Christmas comes along, and you know, we, we get there, and he opens it up, and he, of course, is super surprised, because he didn't get it for his birthday. He knew I took it back, and uh, so he, he opened it up, and I looked at him, and I said, son, although you didn't deserve this, and although you were not worthy of this with your actions, and even though you waited, and even though you disappointed us, I couldn't return this because I had put your name on it. Now listen, I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but God has put your name on. on some things on. that the devil can't take. It can't be returned. 
all things together has your name on it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper has your name on it. Weeping only endures for a night has your name on it. God said, I've got to do it. I've got to give it to you because I put your name on it. God shows up and says, Joshua, hey, your wait is over. I love how he says it, though. Hey, yo, Joshua, Moses is dead. I mean, we just read it, right? No, no, uh, hey, good news. No good news, bad news. At least have enough, you know, to say, hey, I got good news and bad news. Which one you want? No, he came up and was like, hey, I got news. Your man of God is dead. Yep. Yep. And by the way, you're going to go to the promised land now. Yes. Yes. Now, what in the world? See, God... Moses went up to meet with God, said, I want to I see your, I want to see you, God. I want to I be in your presence, God. And when he went up alone and when God showed up in the midst of him, mm, God took him just like that. But you know, if you continue to read on in uh, chapter 30 there for the, the last few verses, it reads, there ain't ever been a man in Israel like Moses. Moses was one of the greatest Israelites to walk the earth. And uh, now it probably will surprise you and uh, I've been to the promised land. I've been there with your pastors. Yep, yep. Been there seven or eight, nine times. Yep. Uh, been to all kinds of sites. And, and uh, you can go and they, they'll tell you who was buried in this area or whose grave was here. You know, Abraham has a grave. Rebecca has a grave. Rachel has a grave. You can go visit where Isaac's grave was at. And Isaac didn't even do anything in the Bible, but he got a grave that you you can visit yeah. and if Moses is so great some of you going to be some of you going to be stuck up on that <laughs> I mean did Isaac do anything Mary, Isaac and Rebecca that's it exactly well, what, why are you so mad about it <laughs> Isaac has a grave you can go visit it if Moses was so great and so uh, one of the greatest that ever lived, why is there no grave for Moses? Well, it's because in Deuteronomy chapter 34, when Moses died along with God, the Bible says God buried Moses. I mean, can you imagine? God's there, comes to you, says, yo, Moses is dead. Yeah, I buried him. <laughs> and there's no evidence that he's dead or buried because I'm God. There was no funeral. There's no death certificate. There was no flowers. I just took Moses 
and he died, and so I buried him. And God said, I need you, Joshua, now to realize that he's dead and gone, and I need you to move on. Come on. Just like God told you when you accepted him into your heart that what you were living in the past, what you had around, oh, I'm about to preach, what was in your life, what was happening, God said, I took it for you, I killed it, and I buried it. Now I need you to forget everything that was around it as you go to your promised land. See, if we're caught up on the past, then we can't look to the future. If we're worried about our current situation and not focused on the promised land, not focused on what God promised us. God said, you can't cross over, but or you can cross over, but you're going to need me You're going to need to allow me to bury a few things that are in your life. You got some some anger that needs buried. You got some unforgiveness that needs buried. You've got got some dreams that need buried. You got some brokenness that needs buried. He will never let you move into the new season as long as you're holding on to something that God is saying you need to get rid of it. Come on. Good. I feel a shout coming on here in just a moment. Moses can't go. So Joshua, you're going to have to go, right? And God took time again to specify the boundaries. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Joshua had already been, right? He'd already been there. He'd already been instructed, go check it out and make sure what God said. Go check the boundaries. Go see what's to the north and the south and the east and the west of this land that that God promised us. So why in the world, if Joshua had already seen it, would God waste his time to explain the boundaries? Mm. Mm. I did a little research. Imagine that. (laughs) And if you go and compare where Joshua walked the land in in Numbers 14 that Moses told him and what God defines in Joshua 1 and, and find that the land is now much bigger than the land that he walked in Numbers 14. God said, what I am promising you, Come on. because you waited, Come on. It's bigger. what I am promising you, because you waited so long, it's going to be bigger than what you walked in. It's going to be bigger than what you thought it was. It's going to be bigger than what I originally promised you. See, some of you, your problem is not not in you. Your problem is in your vision. 
what you, you don't see yourself walking in what God promised you. So why would God give you something bigger if you can't see yourself in the little thing? See, you're limiting God by what you've already seen. I'm going to say that again. You're limiting God by what you've already seen because you said, oh, I've already seen it and it's awesome, but you're talking to God about your current season. You might be talking about God to, to God about what the season is you went through or the season that was before, but what you really should be talking to God is the season that God promised you was over there. You see yourself stuck. Yep. God sees you advanced. You see yourself stuck with the woman that you got or the man that you got instead of the one that you want. And what you think is God's going to give you something new, but what you need to believe for is for God to do something inside of the one you got now. Maybe instead of complaining, you reach over in the middle of the night and start praying. Come on. Whoa. <laughs> I can do that? See, you begin to speak into existence when you talk about your wife, when you talk about your husband, and then all of a sudden you get what you've been prophesying. Well, he's lazy. You prophesied it. Well, he won't take care of me. You prophesied it. He don't want to give this or do this or that. What you are prophesying, you can have the words of your mouth. What you're prophesying is coming to pass, and you blaming the devil, and really it's your vision. Come on. You're seeing that person at what you see them here on earth, not what God promised you when you walked down that aisle. And he said, for better or for worse. Right. Good. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't see yourself with a new job. You don't see yourself owning the company instead of getting a new job. You can't see yourself in something bigger than you've already walked in if, you, if your vision isn't enlightened right you take you put binoculars on and what do you all the, you can't see right. Right? right naturally we can only see as far as the eye can see yeah. but you get some binoculars yeah. Yeah. now all of a sudden it, was it there before yeah, yeah. oh it was yeah. it was already it, so so i didn't make it magically appear when i binocked them I don't know if that's a word, but it looks sounded good. People are gonna be looking that up later. <laughs> Mainly me. <laughs> but see, if you've been where eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard what God has stored up for us, when you begin to put your money in order, when you begin to bring God all 
of the tithes into his storehouse. Now, all of a sudden, your vision has changed from what is here on earth to looking into the supernatural, where God opens up the door of faith and reaches into the vast expanse and begins to get out of there what you didn't think was possible. If you don't like the season that you're in, change it. Well, I don't know how to do that. This man does. This woman does. The Holy Spirit does. God's got more for you than what you think. So I'm standing at Buffalo Wild Wings. Started with B-dubs, we're going to end with B-dubs. And I'm there, and I'm angry, and I'm, I'm borderline getting in flesh because I've been there for 30 minutes. My game already started, but now it's the, it wasn't about the $9 in a small little bag. It was about principle. Yeah. <laughs> I am going home. I'm not even going to eat. I'm going to throw these away on my way out the door. That'll show them. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach them a thing or two. Ha, ha, ha. I didn't do that because I'm too fat to do that. I needed to eat that uh, cheese sticks and the chicken wings. But I'm not leaving now, right? B-dubs is not worth waiting 30 minutes for, but I am now leaving with my food. Now they motion me over, right? 30 minutes, no joke. Motion me over. I'm fuming mad. This girl is about, this poor little teenage, they sent her out on purpose because she was sweet and cute. They're like, for sure this man is not going to go irate at B-dubs over the counter to a young teenage girl. Were they wrong? Just Just kidding. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. And so she motions me over and she pulls out these two big bags and sticks them on the counter and oh my goodness. My bag is this big. It's got two little boxes in it. She puts these two big things up, and I, I mean, I'm like as far as me and Pastor Allen away. She puts those up there. My face dropped. It turned red. I'm like, that is not my order. (laughs) There better be about 15 pies in that thing. I had ordered one little thing, right? One little bag. She puts two big bags up. So I get all the way up and I go, just big sigh, just like that, right? Big angry bear growl. Because that's going to help a lot. My wife always says, why do you do that? It doesn't help anyone. It helps me. Yes, thank you, right? It makes me feel good. So she stuck him up there and she said, I know you've waited a long time. I'm like, really? 
I know you've waited a long time. I thought for sure she was going to say, if you just wait a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, man, I came across that counter. I, w I went from hungry to hangry. <laughs> she said, because you waited so long, and because you come in here all the time, See, because I waited and because I'm faithful, yeah. Yeah. she said the manager looked up your last order and decided to fulfill that one on us, which was two massive bags of food. Now, that isn't that much to you unless you're fat and hungry like me. Then free food is the answer to everything. I all of a sudden didn't care that I waited. I didn't care where I was at. I had free food. It might have been free garbage food, but it didn't matter. Free food is free food. Now, I don't know, Josh, come. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but God is about to give you more than you ordered. God's going to give you more than you prayed for. God's going to give you more than you wanted. God's going to give you more than what you've been going through. God's about to do something increase in your life. God is able to exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. This season is about to be different. Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and will not faint. This is our time. This is our season. This is our season. The wait is over. The wait is over. God's saying the wait is over. It's time for this season to change. It's time to go and get what God promised us. It has our name on it. It has our name on it. Nobody can take it. It has our name on it. Now all over this place, stand to your feet. I asked Josh, he wrote a song about seasons in our life, and I think this fits tonight in this church. So just... Take a moment right now. Close your eyes. Let the Holy Spirit enter into this place. I know it's getting late, but God is here. And listen to these words, and then we're going to ask God to show up in this place. <laughs> 